live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask An Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. Uh, we are here at the Adafruit factory. It's Thanksgiving Eve, um, really cool to have made it through this year. We're excited to uh, give thanks to our friends, our family, our community. And for the next hour, we will be doing that by showing you what's going on, what are people making and crafting and hacking, and, uh, and, and even talk about some sales coming up. So uh, let's kick it off, Mr. Lady Ada. What's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, we've got the code. Uh, how do you say the first part of Kale. That? Kale Big is the code. Kale Big, you'll know why very soon. 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to, let's just say midnight. Um, probably even tomorrow morning. Who knows? Kale Big is the code. Anything in stock. We're going to talk about our Adafruit live series shows, including show and tell. And uh, what's going on for the next week? Time travel. We're going to look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Main New York City factory footage. We got some 3D printing. We got DigiKey and Adafruit bring you eye on NPI. We've got some new products. Got some cool stuff. The top secret. We answer your questions. We do that on Discord. Adafruit.it/discord. Make sure you go there to ask your questions. Join all 31,000 of us. We're going to do that and more. All on. Ask an engineer. All right, so first up, before we do any of the things, you were wondering, what is that video that we showed? Well, Adafruit has paid time off for charity, and so Lady Ada and I like to do charity and volunteer work, and so does our team. This year, Lady and I went to Feeding NYC. It feeds, uh, so far, I think 90,000 uh, homeless families in New York City. Uh, how do you get 8,500 turkeys to um, homeless shelters in all the five boroughs? Well, it's a lot of shipping and receiving, and that's what we do. So uh, we're experts so at that. logistics. Yeah, so we, uh, Lady and I went there, we uh, unloaded turkeys. Uh, I like to pick the hard jobs that sometimes folks don't want, so I did some box crushing and some turkey moving and more. And you could see this is everything right before it goes out to the trucks and goes to the different boroughs. Um, here is our Lady Ada doing some stuff here. I worked up a pretty good sweat and workout. It was a lot of fun. And uh, the other thing is if you have a company or you work at a company, um, paid time off for charities worked out really great for Adafruit. The team gets to choose any nonprofit at all, it's any 5013C. So if you ever need help working with your company or if you run a company, email me. I'll send you the chunk of our handbook that we spent a bunch of time and our team really likes it. So um, time is precious. I could tell you just on a personal note, um, if you've had a lot of pain and trauma and bad things happen to you, there's only one way I know how to get rid of it and it's to help others. And uh, it felt great. So next up, let's uh, go over our free stuff. Now, I'm going to say something. Free stuff is going to change at 12.01 AM on Friday. But right now, this is the free stuff. Mm. Just keep that in mind. So yep. what is it, Lady Ada? Free stuff right now, $99 or more, you get a free Permaproto half-sized breadboard. At 149 or more, you get a free Stemma QT board. Uh, that could be a sensor. It could be that's the from Proto, yeah. you, you know, we have sensors, um, whichever's available, you know, we put it in stock. Uh, he has a silicon shortage, so things may change up, um, but you'll get a different one each time if you make an account because we can keep track of uh, what you've already gotten. 199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States, and 299 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. We're still um, waiting for our Circuit Playground Expresses. Uh, wearing some some parts to uh, make more of those. Uh, in the meantime, we've got some blue fruits in uh, stock, so that will be your freebie for two ninety nine or more. 
Okay, we do a bunch of live shows, Lady Ada. We've been doing this for like over 15 years. We had show and tell, lots of great stuff. I'm going to go back and watch a bunch of them. Uh, this week's pick, I would say, uh, watch it to the end. Philby had a really cool book, uh, maybe one of the OG so um, cool. open source robot books. Very cool. Awesome book. So check that out. On Sundays, we do Desk of Lady Ada. We'll be doing it this Sunday. Lady Ada, we talked about the Prince Floppy that's 30 years old that we took off the data and posted on archive.org. What else did you talk about? I also talked about the uh, KB2040 tester. We put the KB2040 in the store this week, but I wanted to show uh, the tester and also this library I wrote called Testbed. Um, because every time I write testers, I kind of copy and paste this code over and over and over again. And I was like, you know, I should really formalize this and put it in a library so I can, you know, even if it's a statically, you know, it's a static library. Um, the code that I use for testing pin connections, for testing I squared C, for scanning buses, for um, converting an analog read to a voltage um, with the AREF, you know, all that, all these little micro snippets are, are now in a library that people can use, and it's up on GitHub. Okay, and then we do the Great Search, which is super handy now because a lot of people need help finding parts and more later. What was this week's Great Search brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit? Mm, this week's uh, Great Search was actually a request somebody emailed, and they wanted a warm white 1206 LED that was inexpensive. And um, they're like, I couldn't find the DigiKey part for it. And I was like, oh, well, let me show you how to find it. And I found something for them, uh, you know, a six cent uh, warm white LED. It is a little bit brighter than the one that we use for the sequin. That's okay though, just put a 10K resistor on there and you're, you're good, as, good as gold, good as gravy. Okay. Know. And then some programming note, JP is off this week, so you will not see a product pick. It'll return, I think, either next week or the week after. Uh, just check your local listings, as they say. And uh, Deep Dive with Scott will be off this Friday, but it will be back next week. Time travel. Let's travel through time and space together. So, uh, fun story. We were walking around about a month ago in the East Village, and there was a park that normally, I guess it was closed. And We've never been in this The park. gate was open. And on the gate, there was this little sign that said, uh, fish and turtles in the pond. And so we're like, hey, let's go check these out. And uh, there was no fish and there was no turtles. None. However, um, after we sat down, uh, Anil Dash, who's the CEO of Glitch, uh, I've known him for decades, and also we do a bunch of cool stuff with Glitch. Check out Glitch. Um, was there, and we were talking about running businesses in New York and COVID post stuff and all the things we're dealing with, and they did a build-out and all sorts of stuff. And then I said, hey, you know, you had that Prince floppy and the Prince Floppy was, uh, oh, and here's a, a photo of uh, Anil and Lemoore. Uh, he came by on Sunday. I said, you had a, a Prince Floppy. And this Prince Floppy was something that they sent out to journalists when Prince changed his name to the artist formerly known as Prince. And I knew he had this. Uh, I'm a Prince fan. He's a super fan. He's a super and fan. Uh, he had this. And I said, you know, did you ever take the data off of it? And if, if you did or if we could, maybe... Um, Maybe it could go on, I don't know, like archive.org, and I'll put it on GitHub or something. But uh, the idea was uh, Prince sent these out so people would not use his name. They would use his, his name, which is a symbol now. And uh, it was a, a really neat, super advanced thing, uh, so visionary. And there's not a lot of these floppies around. I think it's actually similar to the Taylor Swift re-recording all of her master's thing. Could I remember be. it was an intellectual property thing about like licensing. Yeah. Or, in the I end, it just all comes down to intellectual property. It all comes First down. thing I might ask aliens. And I'm also going to ask if they have pets. Yeah. Anyways, so um, I said, hey, you know, 
we let's just do this. I'm gonna schedule time up, and uh, he came by. He brought the floppy over, and uh, at first it was bad news. Uh, we have a bunch of equipment for taking off data and things, and first one didn't work, second one didn't work, and that was pretty much it. He said, oh man, you know, thanks for trying everything. You know, it's 30 years old, I had a feeling it wasn't gonna work out. And then I brought out a PowerBook 180. And I have a PowerBook yeah. 180, and unfortunately the trackpad is missing. That's okay. Um, so what we had to do is we had to stick our fingers in where the trackpad or the uh, trackball was. We had to etch a sketch it, and we moved the uh, cursor over, put the floppy in, gazork, 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 prints showed up. And a beam of purple light came down, and then purple rain played. Doves And cried. it was beautiful. And then we uh, clicked the disc, and uh, gazork, 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 and then it showed the symbol. And uh, he was recording it the entire time, and it was scary, and it was amazing, and was laughing and crying and all sorts of stuff. And here it is. It was a 3000 by 3000 TIFF. There was Prince logo and Prince Big, and uh, you could see this. And it's now on archive.org right now. Um, if anyone knows anyone at archive.org, I gotta do a fix. Uh, I sent him an email, but um, tag him on Twitter or something like that. It's, uh, I think, archive.org and then like prints-floppy, but you can find it now. And this is the first time this has ever been up there. And um, it's really neat. It is kind of what you want to see as a technologist is like, here's this thing from 30 years ago and it still works. And I got, so anyways, we dragged it onto the hard drive and then we had another way of getting stuff off this PowerBook 180. And then the PowerBook started like uh, uh, flickering and then it like, it, it, gave, it, it wants to give up the ghost, but it had one last important thing to do in life. That's right. And uh, that's the story of our Sunday with uh, Anil and Lady Ada. Do check out, check out Glitch and uh, download the symbol and uh, relive a little piece of history. And another thing to remember, you have old discs, they might be HFS formatted, not FAT formatted. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's do uh, the next little bit of time travel. Don't forget, Adabox will be shipping in the winter and winter as in February. We are doing a winter edition. Go to adabox.com. We're full right now, but some people drop off, and you'll be able to uh, sign up, and you'll be able to be part of Adabox Winter Edition. We just wrapped up the big theme, which JP's going to do. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. It's going to be good. Let's keep moving. Next up. It's Python on Hardware time. Blinka, blinka. All right. So first up, we have a newsletter. I know I say it, but it's so rare. I'm just going to say it probably every week forever. Um, you go to adafruitdaily.com. It's not adafruit.com. It's adafruitdaily. Why? Because we never want anyone to think at all whatsoever that we would ever spam them. We never will. Do the address thing where you put in, a, you know, spam. Dot plus. I, yeah, do all that because I know we never will. Ever, no. ever, ever. So sign up there and you'll be able to get the best newsletter that has Python on hardware delivered to your inbox every Tuesday morning. So this week, MicroPython adds official SAMD support for uh, MicroPython, which is kind of cool. We've had it for a while. Yes. And now MicroPython has it. Yes. Um, CircuitPython Online IDEs. This is kind of, I feel like this is the natural progression of when folks are having fun with a platform. Um, there's an online IDE that you could just do CircuitPython right in the browser. Kind of cool. Um, we have our modules that we made for an S3 Feather. Um, we have this neat wirelessly code your Bluetooth bytes with a code editor for CircuitPython if you want to check out um, code.circuitpython.org. And Big Inc. in Hackspace, a huge profile on an 
Check it out, and Story, and more, and all the neat stuff that Ann does with CircuitPython. Um, check out the rest of the newsletter. There is tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff this week. I have two picks that I'm going to do this week. First one is, um, this person was very nice, so I'm just going to read it. They said, just thinking about things I'm thankful for right this moment. It's family, friends, and Ada Rublinka. So I'm glad we're, we're up there. I'm glad we're up there. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, gl I'm glad we're not listed first. You know, I'll take third place on that one. Um, so thank you so much, uh, George, for the kind words. Our team really appreciates it. And then Trevor has an update for PyLeap. Take it away, Trevor. Hey folks, this is Trevor here to show you our new PyLeap beta update. This time around, we've added an additional seven example projects, and I'm here to show you a few of them. So let's start off with the Touchtone Piano project. It's already downloaded, and I'll send it over right away. Let's see, I'm gonna take a couple of seconds. And just like that, it's downloaded. Now you're able to play a tone or your sake of pick on Bluefruit and have the NeoPixels light up as well. All right, let's try another one. Let's try the button controlled NeoPixel project. All right, let's send it over. So we're gonna take a couple of seconds and just like that. It's completed. So we hit, we hit the buttons. Neopixels light up. Pretty neat. All right, that's what we got for now. Thanks for watching. And that's Python on Hardware News this week. All right, next up, we are an open source hardware company to prove it. Not only do we publish our source code, our schematics. In fact, in the show and tell, someone was like, hey, that's how I learned how to do this RP2040 board. Uh, we made a bunch of mistakes and learned from them so you don't have to. Um, but we also have 2,586 guides, Leodita. What is on the big board this week? All right, this week, we've got a guide from Catney for the 128 by 128 monochrome OLED breakout that we uh, put in the shop a couple weeks ago. Um, thanks, Catney, for putting it together. It's got Arduino and CircuitPython code and examples, schematics, and more. Dan has been hard at work um, adding async IO and async, async IO support to uh, CircuitPython. We're trying to do it in a way that makes it um, a, a subset compatible to CPython so that um, our code, that any, write, any code that you write for asynchronous cooperative multitasking works um, both on desktop Python and CircuitPython. Um, Dan's also started out a guide uh, with example code and, and, and uh, wiring diagrams for you know, buttons and blink blinking LEDs and, and how you could use async IO to do cooperative multitasking. Um, there's also a fact about why we don't do some things like support hardware interrupts. There's a good reason for it. Uh, so check that out if you're interested. And if you've been waiting for um, asynchronous or cooperative multitasking in uh, CircuitPython, it's here. So please try it out, check it out and uh, give us feedback and open up uh, issues if you find bugs because we're working on it. Uh, Nun Pedro uh, made a gorgeous NeoPixel menorah. Um, it has a button so you can change which uh, number of uh, days lights uh, you're on. Um, and uh, it's programmed in CircuitPython so you can change the animations easily. And then um, finally, we have a, a pretty interesting project. It's a no-code room occupancy status monitor, an IoT monitor, using a funhouse and a PIR sensor. Um, there's no soldering and no coding, and um, there's even, you know, an, occupancy light that's been added. So it's um, the data is available online through a MQTT 
feed that you can, of course, uh, push into you know web hooks or whatever. Um, but also, it's like self self contained. It's like when there's activity, um, you can have a light uh, turn on, um, so people know that there's activity in the um, in the room. And this is this is handy for um, you know if you have multiple floors and you want to know if somebody's using a meeting room. It can be used for other stuff if you want to see if there's somebody in your garage remotely. And uh, why a, a buy a commercial thing. product when you can build one that's better, lower cost, it's open source, and you have full control over it. Mm. So uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, a lot of people are going to be visiting friends and family over the holidays, maybe family, and instead of talking about politics and more, why don't you look at the Adafruit learning system and maybe print out a PDF or do a project together because yeah. it's going to end way better that way. We have a and lot of no code, no solder projects. Last up, someone said, and thank you for this, because I think the team will appreciate it. Async IO is a big deal. That's pretty cool. Yay, it is a big deal. It is it is a big deal. Cool. And I'm glad we um, were doing it. We waited until we were ready, uh, but we're now ready. All right, let's do some main New York City factory footage. And it wouldn't be New York City factory footage. I'm going to have to start um, recording the audio because uh, it is so loud, the Disney headquarters that's being built so across the street. Uh, it is as big as it is loud now, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, your Disney Plus membership at work. Stream Hawkeye. I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> um, so, uh, 3D printing, Noah and Pedro have a speed up this week. Next week they're off, and then they'll be back next week. Take it away, Noah and Pedro. This week's Ion MPI by DigiKey and Adafruit. Thank you, DigiKey. It's from ST. Lady Ada, what is this week's Ion MPI? Mm, so normally, you know, we cover ST stuff and we've done their wireless chips and we've done their sensors. Of course, they're a massive company, so they have a lot of chips that they 
uh, design and come out with. Um, but I saw this pop up on um, the digikey.com slash new. And uh, what's interesting is I didn't know that such a thing existed. It's a um, GPS unit that has dead reckoning built into it um, with sensor and uh, wheel tick, uh, you know, odometer capability. Um, so this is part of a family called Tezio. Um, and this is the VIC 3DA, uh, the A is for automotive. The 3D, I think, stands for like three-dimensional, and VIC, I don't know. But it's part of their, you know, it's automotive, but it's also really useful for robotics. So it's like, yes, this stuff is used for cars, but we know our stuff is used for cars. I also think it's um, often used, uh, really good use, often very good for use with um, art projects or mechatronics or robotics or installations or, or you know, what have you. I'm sure there's a good reason um, to use this. Um, so first up, GPS, you know, we've had GPS stuff on IMPI, and of course at Adafruit, we sell um, a lot of GPS stuff. Um, there's all these constellations. Uh, the original one is called GPS um, for Global Positioning Service, and that's our Global Positioning System, and that's the American, um, well, it's actually Global Navigation System is what you would normally call it. Um, and there's now other uh, Global Navigation Systems available. So, um, you know, there's Beidou, there's QZ, SS, that's the Japanese one. Um, there, there's GLONASS, there's the Russian one, um, and there's the Galileo, that's the European one. So there's like five, five or six systems. Not all of them are up and running, um, but what's cool about this GPS unit, or GNSS unit, I'm gonna call it GPS, but just, it could recognize more than just the American constellations. It works with all of them. So that's, that's kind of good because it means that even if you don't have great visibility for one set of satellites, um, you'll be able to get um, the other set of satellites. And that's um, handy because a lot of times, uh, one of the most popular things that uh, GNSS is used for is navigation, whether it's automotive navigation or of course, um, you know, robotic navigation or human navigation. And um, you want to know where you are. And, and the cool thing about GNSS is that as long as you've got a, you know, a vision of the sky, you can use it anywhere in the world. It works anywhere as long as you can see the sky, which is of course the thing which is well, what if you can't see the sky? Well, if you can't see the sky, it doesn't work at all. Um, you have to be able to see, you know, I think three or four different satellites at a time in order to triangulate your position on Earth. Um, so what happens if you're in a tunnel or what happens if you're in a canyon like New York City? New York City has some parts of the city where you, you pretty much can't get GPS. Or if you could, um, it's not trustworthy because the signal's bouncing off of these uh, glass buildings um, and you're getting distorted signals. And so you kind of end up sort of jumping around. If you've ever been in a city and you're like, why does it think I'm three blocks away? It's because the, the GPS signal is, um, is bouncing around and you're not getting it um, directly. So you're not able to uh, triangulate as well. So um, historically, you know, the way we did, and this is kind of interesting that this GPS module, GNSS module, combines, um, you know, satellite tracking with what's called dead reckoning. So dead reckoning is, uh, you know, an ancient way of, of measuring where you are, and it's exactly, you know, kind of what you would think people would first invent for navigation. If you know where you are and you have a map, and you know your compass direction where you're moving, you just, you know, count the number of steps and then, you know, you know where you've ended up. Um, and this is what basically, this is the only thing you could do before GNSS. I mean, you could, of course, use the you know, stars and you could use clocks and stuff to do some sort of navigations. Um, but the problem with dead reckoning is it's, um, it's very susceptible to error. You know, it's a great idea, right? If you really know exactly how many feet you've stepped in one direction, exactly the direction, then yes, of course, you're gonna be able to determine where you are. But in reality, without 
um, a reference point or map to keep you along, you know, even a small, you know, change in an angle. Um, you think you turned 90 degrees, but you really turned 89 degrees, and suddenly um, the air magnifies the more and more you go. So, you know, dead reckoning is, is something that people have done, you know, as humans, just using compasses. Um, but with technology like using uh, tilt compensated compasses and, um, you know, a more calibrated way of measuring distance, not just using like knots on a rope, but like in uh, nautical miles, um, but using a wheel tick counter, you can do a much better job of determining where you're at. So the Live3F, which is the, we're talking about the three VIC3D, which I think is like the, the dev kit, but this family um, has the GNSS module, right, with multiple um, constellation support, so it can get data from anywhere. And it's got like data logging, it's got firmware upgrade, I'm sure there's an ST chip inside of it. It does a such a GNSS, and that's where you um, get data from um, a web, you know, you can get data from a website or over cellular to, to help it get the um, uh, almanac of data so it can get a fix much faster. Um, but it has that odometer in it. And um, what's neat is that um, you can see that you can get a fixed rate of up to 30 hertz when you use the odometer. Like it'll, it'll actually get you data quite quickly if you've got that odometer and um, built into it is a six DOF tilt compensated um, compass. And so uh, as an aside, if you're wondering, hey, um, how come like Digikey and Adafruit do not have any compasses in stock? Like you can't get like any electronic compass chips anymore or nine DOF sensors. Um, all automotive devices and GPSs use compasses to do, uh, you know, basic dead reckoning type um, measurements. And so um, those are all going to the automotive industry. This is one of the, one of the things that you yeah, haven't been able to get compass sensors for quite a while. Um, so, yeah, so the, the Tezio has, is, you know, there's a firmware system. Um, it gives you NMEA data, but you could also give it, uh, it's got these two pins forward, which is a direction and wheel tick. And you tell it, you know, how many, you know, how, how wide your wheels are. And then of course it can calculate how far you've gone each direction. And then using um, the compass inside, uh, you see there's an accelerometer and a magnetometer combined together, tilt, com tilt uh, compensated um, compass, magnetometer, you know which direction you're going, you know how far you're going thanks to the wheel tick, boom, you've got dead reckoning and this firmware does it all for you. And believe me, having had to write dead reckoning software, you don't want to do it. It's much better if the module does it for you. Um, so the module's ready to go and it's got UR, it's got I squared C, um, it's got, uh, you know, the antenna staff, control, PPS, wake up, IRQs, and of course, wheel tick and forward. Uh, you could also, um, I saw in the data sheet, you can send um, the MIA data with the odometer separately. So if you don't want to use wheel tick and forward back, like let's say you want to like literally count steps for a human, um, or maybe it's not easy for you to add a wheel, maybe there's some other way um, you're doing maybe um, a vision system to determine distance, um, you can send that data over NMEA. So it would take that and then, you know, merge it into um, what GPS or GNSS data it's got and then give you that dead reckoning output. And if you want to get started really fast, um, there, DigiKey also has in stock um, this dev kit and the dev kit kind of does everything for you. So you like don't need to do the power supply and the case and the antenna. Um, it's got panel, it's got SD card for logging. I think it's, it's got some ST chip in it. It's got the module. It's like 200 bucks and it basically has everything you could possibly need. So honestly, you probably couldn't really make this for less than the dev kit cost. So if you're just 
if you have a robot or if you have a car or automotive thing or agricultural um, electronics and you wanted to quickly get your dead reckoning stuff going, um, add this in. I think this. I think dead reckoning is a good alternative where you can't use RTK, um, especially if you're out in the middle of nowhere. You can't use Wi-Fi assisted GPS. It is completely standalone, and that's that's kind of nice. And you know, it's not as expensive as having to manage your own RTK network. Um, and it's also got some software that comes with it um, for testing, um, and you can uh, you know check the check the. Um, th this example is for the eval board, but of course it'll work with just the raw module. It just takes the US UART data, you know, you can connect it over to a USB to UART converter and um, use it to. Um, play around with your module, and you can even see they use little flags for all the different constellations um, in the uh, satellite tracker. Available on DigiKey. It's Here's in the part number and the short URL. You can have this now. And it's very competitive um, with mm. other similar <laughs> GPS uh, module makers. So they're definitely going in uh, pretty strong. Ironically, um, Getting a six DOF sensor is about the same price as this GPS uh, GNSS module. So um, do check it out. I got some samples coming on the way as well. Um, you know, either grab the module and you'll have to add your own antenna and you know your own circuitry, or just get the all-in-one eval board. It comes in a nice metal case, um, and you just mount it. You know, add an external antenna, and and you're ready to rock. And that's this week's Ion MPI. Hi, on MPI. All right, before we do the new product section, the code is kill big. Kill big. Kill big or kill home. <laughs> yeah. uh, kill home's not the uh, code, it's kill big. Kill big. Um, that's why I made this one bigger. Are you ready, Lady Ada? Yes. It's time for new. It's time for new. Gobble, 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 gobble. New, new, new. All right, first up, these are now in stock Brownages. These are my favorite Band Aid company. In five towns. Yes, and so. Um, when Band-Aid brand says flesh tone, Band-Aids, not quite. But now... Brownages takes care of that. And this is a cool minority-owned business. Um, this is one of my favorite companies. And we ne we've had these at Adafruit for our team. And now we have them in the store as well. Next up. Next up, S3 box from Espressive. This is a new eval box board thing from Espressive. Um, it's got a two-inch uh, capacitive touchscreen, dual microphone. It's got a little port and a stand. Um, this is using the new ESP32 S3, which is a dual-core uh, chip with some AI, you know, neural net acceleration stuff for machine learning. Um, they're kind of positioning it as a very inexpensive, uh, low-power way to do um, voice recognition. Uh, so that's why it's got the two microphones. But it's also kind of a nice little dev board if you just want to get started with the ESP32 S3. I'll say as of the making of this video, there is no Arduino and CircuitPython support. It's coming very soon, um, but you're expected to use the ESP Espressive IDF uh, to write code for this chip. That said, you know, if you're familiar with the ESP32 or the ESP32 S2, it's in the same family. It's a 10 silica, you know, 240 megahertz processor, dual core, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and they just kind of wrapped it up in a very nice thing with speakers and microphone and sensors and all. Next up. Okay, we've got a um, hot air kit. Uh, this is the ST862D. Sorry, I tried the part number. 
Um, this is a very nice hot air station. Um, it's got a digital control with a digital output. Um, presets, it's of course great for lead free. And it comes with four nozzles and the nozzles kind of got this cool, like kind of tilty effect thing going on here. Um, makes it a little bit easier to this hold it when you want to um, angle it towards your circuit board. Um, this is a, uh, you know, it's, it's as good as um, stations that are three times as much, basically. Um, it's compact, but it's very powerful. And um, we carry a lot of stuff from Atten. Uh, the soldering irons are very reliable, dependable. So um, this is a very nice, very compact um, hot air station. So I'll probably be taking um, one of these home because it's, uh, I find that, you know, if you're doing rework, if you're doing SMT at home, if you, um, you don't want to uh, reflow boards, even if you do a little mini reflow or preheat boards for rework, um, this is a really great uh, hot air station. Okay, next up. Okay, this is a very small SD card. Well, it's a micro SD card, so it's physically small, but also has um, a small amount of memory in it. And you might be wondering why have something so small. Well, there's actually um, a lot of times where we find uh, older devices do not want SDHC, they want SD cards. And also there's some times where you have a data logger and you just don't need that much memory. Um, and you don't want to, you know, kind of the price of memory has stayed the same, but the amount of memory you get um, has um, increased in size. So like you can't really get four gigabyte cards anymore. It's really hard, but there's a lot of times where you maybe want a smaller card. And so um, these cards are one to eight megabytes. So they're perfectly great for a lot of text data logging and they're inexpensive and they're SD, which means that there are some devices that don't want SDHC or XC cards that these will work fine for. Next up. This is the most powerful servo we have. Be afraid, be very afraid. It's this Metal Gear servo. Uh, as you can see, it's got, um, you know, it can be driven at a high voltage, 27 uh, kilogram centimeters of torque, um, 0.14 seconds at, uh, at 60 hertz uh, motion. Um, this is a scary uh, servo, but, you know, maybe you want something really strong. So used for like little miniature airplane type kits, but there are times where you're like, look, I want to move something. I don't want to get like a, a geared stepper and I don't want to get a geared DC motor. I want a servo, but I just need to be more powerful. It's a standard servo, uses standard servo signaling, but it's just like super chonky. All metal gear, I think it's like bearingless motor. It's just intense. Um, you get about 180 degrees of motion back and forth, just like you expect. Um, it's got some chonky um, uh, accessories as well. Yeah, and it servo horns. Shy alug. Yeah, that's just <laughs> so you can see. Some people are like, oh, will this work with this, you know, metal horn? We tell you the number of um, splines, and also here's the the quite thick plastic horns that it comes with. Okay. Next up, Kachunk. Big Kyle. Kale. Kale big. Kale big. Kale big. Um, we finally uh, got a, re, a refab run of these huge kale switches. Um, they're 64 times the size of a normal switch. They're four by four by four times bigger. Um, so the volume is 64 times as large. Um, as you can see here, they're, they're very friendly for hand clicking. We have three different colors. Each one is a little different. So bump is um, tactile. So the red one is tactile. The blue one is clicky. It says click. And then the yellow one is linear. It just says clack. But it's, it's a smooth linear feel. Um, so they don't quite match. I don't think they quite match the original kale stem colors. But it doesn't matter. Um, three different versions. Um, you know, 
they look just like normal kale box switches, you know, cherry mix style, but they're just massive. Look, they're great as fidget toys. They're great if you just want to like be very satisfied by pressing a button. You can wire them up to one of our NeoKey Trinkies if you want to make a single key input. Um, maybe I'll hold this up so you can see how big it is. It's quite big. This is a clicky one. It's extremely clicky. Demon head. I'm, I'm pressing your skull. Um, even has like the positioning spot and the two tabs on the bottom um, and a very beautiful uh, copper uh, spring mm. to them. This is so chunky. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very, very satisfying. Okay. All right. All right, in stock for your clicky clacky needs. Okay. Your large clicky clacky needs. And the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our team, and everyone who's been just keeping us going for all this time, here it is. The KB2040. Yay, it's in the store. It's a new RP2040 based board. It looks a lot like the Itsy Bitsy, but it has a totally different pinout. This pinout is ProMicro compatible, and this is specifically because ever since we made um, the keyboard library support um, in CircuitPython and HID support for the RP2040, folks have been like, I really want to use this for a keyboard build. And like pretty much every keyboard kit we know of uses the ProMicro as like the standard footprint and you would solder in a ProMicro board. But in this case, you can solder in this board um, instead of a ProMicro and you get a much, much more powerful chip compared to like um, the Atmega 32U4, which has 32K of flash and I think 2K of RAM, 2.5K of RAM. Um, this has 256K of RAM, so like 128 times as much. Um, and it has a massive eight megabytes of flash, so you can use it as a file system or for storing code. Um, it's still got a ton of pins available. Um, it's got four analog pins and um, it's three volt logic, as, so it's compatible with um, you know, almost every um, keyboard. Um, there's also an onboard NeoPixel. There's two buttons, one for boot and reset, because you'll use that to load code onto it. Um, it's got a 500 milliamp, 3.3 uh, volt, um, regulator, it's got the raw output, and on the bottom of the board, um, there's a jumper. So if you want to drive a lot of NeoPixels, and there's there's an onboard fuse, just like the you know, ProMicro for four, 500 milliamps or so. If you need a lot more current, um, just shorten the jumper on the bottom of the board, and that will connect the USB 5 volt directly to raw, so you can get up to two amps from your um, USB power supply or USB port. Although, one amp is kind of as much as I recommend. You can get two, but you know one is usually um, recommended. There's a um, Type-C USB connection. And then for the two little spots at the top of the board that are not used on the ProMicro, I brought out the D plus and D minus pins. Um, this is a little non-standard, but I figured there's people who um, want to maybe use a different USB cable or connector, and it's usually hard to get to the data pins for USB. So this is like an easy way to um, to get to them if you want to add a different, you know, panel mount USB connection. And then, um, let's see, there's a little NeoPixel on board. USB-C, connector. Oh, so the stem connector is interesting. So, you know, if you go back, there's a standard pinout, which has, um, you know, starting with TX and RX, which are digital I.O. 
So uh, there's, you know, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So it's 10 on one side, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So there's 18 GPIO pins. The analog pins can be GPIO. Um, that your uh, RX and TX pins are GPIO, the SPI pins are GPIO. But um, for some 65% uh, keyboard kits, or you know, if you just need, you, uh, those uh, sometimes are five by 15 layouts. And then you know, maybe you need more than um, uh, 18 pins, maybe you want a 100 keyboard kit. And so you need two more GPIOs. So that Stemma QT port actually gives you two more GPIO pins without changing the footprint of the board, so you get 20 total. Um, so if you need five by 15, you can get it and you don't have to desolder or rework anything, just grab a STEMIC UT cable, plug it in, and then use the uh, yellow and blue wires as two more GPIO pins. This is the Pro Micro for keyboard folks that everyone's been waiting for. It works with CircuitPython. Cool thing, it shows up as a USB drive and it can be programmed from the keyboard you build yourself, and then you can also mm. make CircuitPython not boot up as a drive too. It is, I think, gonna be the most popular way people make keyboards. Yeah, as of this uh, video, there is not QMK support. However, there is a pull request where people are working on QMK support, and I'm yep. almost positive that it'll it'll eventually get ported over. Until then, you can use KMK, or you can just use CircuitPython. We have really good uh, key matrix scanning support, like natively built in. It does all your key scanning for you in the background, and just give you key events, uh, presses and releases. So you can just like skip all that part of your code and just go straight to the, the keyboard design that you want to do. And uh, I know I said this is the star of the show in their products, but I have a... Uh, there's one more. But wait, there's more. There's more. So starting at 12.01 a.m. this Friday, we are giving time. away free pink feather RP2040s. That's right. You wanted them. You're like, how can I get them? You didn't get them. So we are doing special, we did a special round of 1,000 pink feather RP2040 shown here with a random thing that doesn't make any sense. Um, comes with <laughs> headers. <laughs> it's okay. Um, cool pink and black uh, silk screen on the back. Um, it's the feather RP24 you know and love with eight megabytes of flash and a STEMI QT connector, a NeoPixel, um, CircuitPython support, Arduino support, MicroPython support. It's pink, Pico it's made with sport. love, and uh, just check the site out, adafruit.com slash free at 12.01 a.m. Eastern pink. Time. We're going to be doing these as part of our freebies. When they're out, they're out. We might do them again. Who knows, but this will be it. I'm telling everybody right now. And book, we will eventually have these for sale, but Maybe. not anytime soon. Maybe. These are exclusively for Maybe. the giveaway. We want to do a fun giveaway yeah. uh, for Feather Friday and uh, CircuitPython Monday. So yep. throughout this weekend... Mm -hmm. Order $99 or more of stuff, and you'll get one of these. Yeah, just uh, look at this site, 12 and 1 a.m. on Friday, Eastern Time. And that's new products. Thanks. New, 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 new. All right, don't forget to code is kale big. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Um, let's do some uh, top secret. I have some questions lined up from Discord. Let's see what's new this week. From the vault, Lady Ada, you sent out a proto panel. What are these? I know. I was. I have designed so many boards, and actually, I haven't sent out a panel in a couple months. And I realized, as I was digging through my Git history, how many boards that I designed that I had to um, panelize out. It's just been very busy. But um, a couple redesigns, a couple new breakouts, a um, couple sensors. Uh, check them out. You know, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with a silicon shortage too, so doing the best I can. 
uh, with what's available. Um, but uh, go look go look it out and see if you can identify okay. what some of these are. All right. And then uh, you're also working on. Um, I did a slight uh, tweak to the ESP32 S2 feather uh, for the ESP32 S3 F8 feather. So um, the S3 mini module, I got a couple samples um, from DigiKey before they went out. And um, it's it's pin compatible. There's like one little mini change, which honestly just meant a pin was disconnected instead of connected to ground. Um, I also changed the, how the pull-ups for I-Sport C work a little bit to make it a little bit uh, lower power. Um, and then this uh, board I just sent out for fab. And then as soon as I get those S3 mini modules, uh, we'll fab up some S3 minis. Okay. And then uh, we're gonna play a video. This is when we uh, were getting the KB2040s off the assembly line. All right, Lady Ada and Dano. I know. What's this? Special guest tonight. We've got the new KB2040, RP2040 based keyboard board. And uh, we just fabbed a bunch of them. Dano is hard at work going through and testing each one of these boards to make sure they pass tests. They've got the bootloader working. They got a working NeoPixel. And we're put to the store, and I'm gonna sell them to you, and then you're gonna use them to make keyboards. This is how it happens. And you know, this is uh, hot off the press, and that's from uh, inside the bin. And that is uh, this week's top secret. Yay! All right, we're gonna roll right in. Let's do some questions. We got questions, and we're gonna get out of here because I gotta. Brian, a, Brian, a turkey, and I gotta pack up some stuff to uh, visit a employee who's uh, in the hospital. We're gonna make sure they're not spending Thanksgiving alone. Um, question number one: Do you have a script to use for panelizing boards, or do you have it by hand? I actually, uh, for a proto panel, I will do it by hand. Um, and when I have to panelize like a final product for like the, you know, like multi, one board multiple times, um, I do use a script, and I had a video about it. Um, I use the SparkFun panelizer script. I adapted it a little bit, um, but basically their panelizer works quite well and I use that to do my panelization. All right, I'll get this one. Uh, what do you look for when leasing a manufacturing space? So I'm gonna talk about some of the specifics in a second, so we'll learn more mm. about power, but here's the number one thing. Yeah. Is it a good place for the team to come to every day? Is there public transportation so they're not uh, using fossil fuels in cars to come to a parking lot? Is it something that is walkable? Is there things to do and things to eat in the area? Is it something that will make the people's lives who work here good? Mm. And rewarding and fulfilling, is it someplace um, that they wanna come to every single day? And uh, that's number one. Everything else, power requirements for us is a big deal because we have pick and place machines. Um, so the power that's already wired in um, for a build-out, uh, we had to do a lot of it. Ideally, I wouldn't have to do a build-out again, but I'd like the ability for um, a build-out to happen. Uh, large freight elevators, if you're not on the ground floor, because the pick-and-places are big. Our pick-and-places fit exactly into one freight elevator. Um, the oven, we had to have it in two pieces. was going to have to get a crane, didn't have to do that. Um, and so those are, those are the important things. I'd say really hard, uh, sturdy floors. These are concrete floors. Um, because we move lots of heavy things around. I like tall ceilings. Um, I really like the fact that we had radiators and windows and we were able to have lots of ventilation. Didn't plan for COVID, but this building was built during the last pandemic and it was specifically built to run the radiators and the windows open. So mm. that came in handy to keep our team safe. And so that's just some of the things 
that I think that are important when you're looking to lease a manufacturing space. Next up, um, if you discover a manufacturing problem in a product, where do you send the info on the problems? Oh, email support at adafruit.com, or you can publish it in the forums, forums.adafruit.com. Next up, is the 10-piece hot air nozzle kit PID 3596 compatible with the new Atten hot air station? I actually think it isn't, um, but we have to, I have to check again. Um, I think the nozzles are slightly different sizes, which is kind of annoying. Okay. Next up, uh, will there ever be an NRF 24 Feather? You have other NRF boards. I was curious about your thoughts about expanding to include this module. You know, I did think about making an NRF 24 Feather wing. I just kind of like, the thing is, is that you can just get NRF modules for like, you know, 99 cents. I mean, they're not real NRF 24s. Um, I just don't know if people are still using NRF 24 chips or if they've all kind of moved to like LoRa and RFM 69s. Okay. Um, Tyrone says, uh, happy tea day to all. I appreciate your giving spirits. You know what's funny is uh, a lot of folks thought my name was Tyrone Phillips, and it's also Phil Tyrone. It depends on uh, where you're growing up and what you are and uh, who you're hanging out with. Um, I, I like reversing uh, names. I, I feel Last name is first name, first name. You, could, name. Be, you could be Fried Lamore. Um, next up, uh, oh, this is a good tip, uh, and I forgot to mention it. So, uh, because this, it, we're in New York City, so I didn't think to do that. So based on where you're looking for a manufacturing space, uh, look at your internet options, telco options. So we decided to do three different internet connections when we first got here. We could potentially do four. Um, we have a direct line into what's called level three, and that's like a T1. We have a uh, microwave dish that goes around. It was called Rainbow. And there's also, there was DSL because we got here and then Sandy hit. And then there's also cable and fiber, but um, we have pretty much everything coming into this building, but that is something that's really important. And uh, this came up in a meeting today, and one of the things I was repeating is if it's one, it's none. If it's two, it's uh, maybe still too few. So uh, one year we were here shipping, and the internet went down, but we had our backup system, and it was fine. Yay! And um, I'll be shipping with the team all weekend, and if one of the internet connections go down, because who knows will be okay, and that's one of the things that, it's not cheap, but you know it's expensive not being able to do anything when you need to. All right, uh, that might be it. I'm going to go to the other chats, even though I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to stick to, you know, Discord. Uh, I'm starting to, to tinkering, haven't started all, uh, gonna do first project, whether it be LEDs with NeoPixels or WLED, what advice do you have um, or recommend? I say uh, go with NeoPixel and Adafruit stuff or do um, a Circuit Playground Express because it's, it's that easy and build off. Have a good ex five minute experience to be like, I'm blinking and stuff like that. So I say, yeah, yeah. I'd say NeoPixel. Start small. Yeah, start with a small project and you can build up. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Um, you never think there will be a fiber cut until there's a fiber cut or a snowplow taking out a power pole. Yeah. And yeah, that's how it goes. Um, we'll see how we'll see how the different internet services last this year. Um, I think uh, you know other stuff with leases and more. Um, get a good uh, real estate lawyer and get a good uh, broker that's on your side, um, because there's so many complexities with all this stuff that uh, even if you're an expert in it, um, you should really have help and support. So I think that's one of the things that um, you should do. Um, how loud is the new servo? It's loud. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, it's a Metal Gear servo. It's going to be loud. Metal Gear servo. Okay. But it's strong. Yeah. All right. And uh, that is all of our questions for this week. Hang out in Discord. We're here all the time. I'm going to be in the chat over the weekend and uh, on Friday and Monday. Um, in Discord, we're going to be uh, shipping here live. I'll do some videos and some fun stuff, and uh, it's going to be a good time. And I appreciate everyone who's um, going to participate in the sales and more. Um, it was a really tough year. It was a really tough last year, too. Um, when you buy something, um, after we pay the rent, which we just talked about, and uh, we pay our team, and we buy the stuff so we can make the stuff, all of the money that's left over goes into a profit sharing account for our team. Yay. So you know where your money's going. Um, it's going to the employees at Adafruit who do all this. And it's a little quiet here, but during the day, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot yes. of people here. It takes a lot to make an Adafruit workout. And uh, it's made out of people. And that's, uh, that's how we got here. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of you in person. Um, our team's been on site. It's been uh, a really good... Uh, end of year I know. for us and we very much appreciate it um our code is Kelbig. that'll be going on for a little bit longer um i'd like to thank jesse may who's running things behind the scenes thanks jesse may uh right now and um i think that uh you'll be really surprised and really happy and really delighted about all the things that are uh happening at adafruit right now we'll have some posts uh thanking people and uh, more on our blog. And then uh, we have these sales. And then on Tuesday, we're doing uh, Giving Tuesday, which is uh, featuring all of the charities and more that our team cares about that maybe we can help get the word out about. And then over the weekend, I'll be posting all the maker sales. Uh, I've done this. It's weird. Um, we post all of our competitors' sales and discounts and deals because Adafruit doesn't cover everything. We don't carry everything, but we're going to make sure we get the word out. And I know some of the companies, they don't like when I send an email um, because they are not allowed, their company policy, they can't post about other sites and stuff like that. But we decided, why don't we just always do it as a tradition every single year? And so if even if you don't get stuff from Adafruit, that's fine. Check out the site over the weekend and all the socials, and there's some really good deals out there. Um, I already tweeted about the Pololu sale. Check out Pololu. Uh, Parallax has a sale going on. Um, Evil Mad Scientist, Pimeroni, Make. Um, there's a bunch going on, and we're going to make sure we get the word out to a lot of them. And with that, that is our uh, show for this week. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrate. And yeah. if not, uh, you have a turkey sandwich in our honor. That's right. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Here everybody. is your moment of Zener. This has been an Adafruit production. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Gobble, 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 gobble.